0: This is Your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger.
1: Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Ultimate Life, the podcast dedicated exclusively to helping you create a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy by serving with your divine gifts. I'm excited today to have a special guest with me, Joy Flukiger, who is also my business partner. Joy, welcome to the show.
0: Hi, thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm not a guest very often, but uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here today.
1: That's fun. So you do a ton of stuff. That's a lot of behind the scenes work for lots of clients in lots of ways. Uh, People on the show don't know you really. So why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us what you do.
0: Well, I'm Joy. I do a lot of things. I'm essentially chief cook and bottle washer um you know i i do all sorts of stuff i dabbled in i used to do full-time ebay work where i was at one time one of their top sellers like i think a gold power seller or something like that and then i gradually just went into doing that as a hobby but the things that it did teach me was quick turnaround the importance of having a system the importance of having a plan so if you want to get up 20 items a day what's your plan you don't want to take 10 hours to do that and what do you do to shorten that time frame transfer that into things such as book publishing i run a book publishing company called red aussie publishing it's a smaller arm of red aussie multimedia and it's named after a red tri- a red tri australian shepherd um and so now the things that i'm doing is in addition to producing this podcast um i help my clients, uh, publish their books, create their challenges. Um, and, you know, doing a lot of the things that probably seem a little unglamorous. So it's behind the camera, not in front of the camera, making sure that all our assets are pretty and that we use good, um, social metrics and different types of, of, um, social graphics, and just different things to put it all together so that you have a complete package of a product, um, a tool, an episode, a TV show, whatever it is that you want to create. I stumbled there a little bit, but that's okay.
1: Yeah, no, it'll be fine. <laughs> um, so you have a diverse background in art and design and lots and lots of interests, which is why yeah, you're able to do well, tell us a little bit more. How is it? What, what's happened in your life? What drives you that your interests are so broad that you do everything from book publishing to art and design to graphics? And when I, I don't mean you know what it is, you know, low-level stuff, but really good yeah. stuff in all those areas.
0: But you know what it is? I think it's it's also an inquiring mind, and it's that I can do that. you've heard me say that lots of times it's and you know i I, maybe that's from childhood maybe that's uh i I don't know really where it is but so i'll give an example i worked at disney world in florida years ago um and we we showcased a lot of artists and one of the artists we showcased created beautiful uh clothing and scarves and accessories painted silk hand painted silk and i looked at these things i thought shoot i could do that how hard could it be? Um, not knowing that it is very complicated and, you know, artists study in Japan to learn how to do these things. And it's like, yeah, it's pretty complicated. But anyway, I I decided to take a short course in it. Um, and I started selling my, you know, clothing and accessories just from that little idea of, I could do that. Um, Today, I don't do as much of it because it's an extremely laborious process. For example, you have to buy unbleached silk, and then you have to uh, treat it in a mixture of water and crushed soybeans for a certain amount of time. So it's not like it's just, you know, do a couple of dabs with a paintbrush and away you go. It's not that at all. Because what I did and what this artist um, who we showcased in Walt Disney World did is an old-style Japanese kimono painting. And that really does take you back to the tradition of hundreds of years ago of creating an an art on a kimono, on fabric. So that's, you know, centuries-old techniques, and we apply them today. Although we do still use the, the same techniques as they did hundreds of years ago, even to boiling our silk, wrapped in unbleached paper to um, make sure that the colors are colorfast at that point. So that's where it started. I st- It's it's always a bit of, I can do that. I know I can do that. And then I just go and seek out ways to do it. Now, it's all in the same area, though, in, in terms of art or creation. So I don't think to myself, hey, I could do that. I think I could build that fence. I have no understanding building a fence you know, it's not, that's not my area. Maybe I dabble outside about gardening as such that I'd like to get more into, but it's just starts with the idea of I, yeah, I can do this.
1: So right now, you know, this, this show is about helping people um, discover their gifts and have faith in them and then use them to serve. Yeah. And because of your interests, you've had lots and lots of different kinds. One, one of the things that you do a lot these days is uh, publishing, yeah, which is a lot more than just putting something on Amazon. There's a, quite a process mm-hmm. involved, and you've developed a lot of skill there. Why don't you talk a little bit about the publishing that you do and some of the skills that you have developed and are developing now to do all of the pieces connected with that publishing work?
0: One of the big things that I find that I'm doing right now is embracing new ways of doing things new technologies new tools ways to shorten the time to get things done you know back in the day um, if you wanted to create a book or if you wanted to create a website or a funnel you had to learn how to code so you did some hard coding in html um, and then you use the code to get a picture together, but you'd have to find the pictures, maybe scan them. It was quite a process to do all this type of work. From that, you know, we have these newer tools. So after, instead of just hard coding, you could use, I mean, back in the day, uh, a terrible program, but <laughs> a lot of people used it, it was called Front Page. Um If you're a more sophisticated user of these tools, you would have used Adobe Dreamweaver. But they were still not easy tools to use. But once you mastered them, you mastered them. Nowadays, we use things like, um, you know, we have these programs that somebody created, somebody had an idea and said, I know, I think we could do this. There's a better way of doing this. Let's think of, you know, ClickFunnels, for example, Russell Brunson. And so he thought of a way that to do this faster. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, behind the scenes stuff. But for me as a user now to use that, it's like, it doesn't take weeks and weeks to, to create a funnel or, or create a website. You can do it in a day. If you know how to use it, you you can do it in a couple of hours. So I've been using it for a long time. And that brings me then to the new tool that I use every single day, and that's ChatGPT. So there's a lot of pluses and minuses and a lot of controversy maybe around it. Um, there's a lot of people who are selling courses and who are selling prompts you know buy 200 prompts for twenty dollars or something like that um I'll get into well, it that gonna, in a few for minutes. a minute tell,
1: tell us what ChatGPT GPT is because some I know that those in the business are going to have heard it but listeners may or may not be in the internet marketing business and they may or may not know what that is
0: well it, I mean it's a software it's an open source software um and and it it takes everything really that's out there in the digital world and come i would say compress it for you so for example um i would log into my G- chat gpt account and i would give it a prompt we we it's it's based on things that we call prompts and so i would give it a prompt to say write a 145 character description of episode 760 of your ultimate life podcast on blah, blah, blah day. And then I would spit some type of um, information that I may or may not use, but it's a fantastic tool. I suggest people get the upgraded paid version because it's faster. You get access to the latest chat GPT four right now it's 3.5 and it, I'm going to say it changed the way I do business because I'm not a copywriter, but I do like to write and I edit books and I edit material and I can write material, but I have to think about it. You know, I sit at my desk and I'm like, "Okay, 10 titles." Um, hmm. and then I would go to the computer and say, "Hmm, what are some good titles?" But what ChatGPT does is you can put this prompt, the the information into the into the search bar and say, write a 145 character title or description for this particular piece that I'm looking to enhance. And out it comes. It's not perfect, but most of the times, I'd say nine out of 10 times I can use it as is. And what's fun is that it'll come up with things that I may not necessarily use in my language, but it would Package it in a way that it's like, oh, that's really I never thought of that. I, huh? Because sometimes when we're doing our own material or other people's material, we kind of get stuck in a bit of a rut. It's like, how many ways can I say this? Well, infinite, apparently, according to ChatGPT, because it spits out all sorts of stuff. Um, let's say for outlines for a book outline. If you want to do a proposal for a client, you can ask it to create a a a proposal, a bulleted proposal based on this client on what they're looking. You know, it just it just really makes the process of publishing of social media marketing, data analysis. it really cuts the time and it makes it a lot easier. I that's my experience anyway. And if people don't like it, good, don't use it. That's okay, I'll use it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what do you say, uh, we're going to move off Chad GPT in a minute, but I want a couple more questions. What, what, what do you say to people that say um, that it's somehow uh, soulless or it robs you of creativity or some other yeah. jazz like that, that it's that it's somehow, uh, you, you know, evil? Right. <laughs> what, what do you say well, about that?
0: It's a tool, you know, and like any tool... You use it how it's intended to be used. You still have to think. You still have to think of a prompt to put into the chat GPT to give it an idea of what you want it to spit out for you. Um, Is it soulless? I don't think so. Because often, when I'll I'll use it, for here's another example. So, some of our episodes of whatever it is, I'll say, okay, give me a 100-word description of this block of text. So it's not just making stuff out there in the universe, it's taking what you've given it and putting it into a concise, maybe SEO-friendly version of things. You can give it all these instructions and, you know, I mean, you basically, you get out of it what you put into it. It's just like, you know, the telephone years, you know, 100 years ago, people thought it was an evil, an instrument of the devil and, oh no, those wires are going to somehow program your brain or something. But yet we've embraced it to the point where, I mean, everybody has a cell phone. Who has a landline anymore? Well, a lot of people do for emergency purposes. But, uh, you know, it's uh, and you still have to put your own spin on it because I know I've come with some words and it, phrases that it's like, I I would never say that. So, you you know, you could tweak it and put your own spin on it and have it be you. But what it does do is it just speeds up that process. A lot of people aren't very good writers, like they're really not. They may think they're Hemingway or whoever else, but they're not. It's choppy, it doesn't read well, it doesn't flow, it doesn't make sense. And and you know, maybe some copywriters will lose their jobs over this, but then they'll have to adapt too. Maybe it'll speed up their process so that they can serve their customers a lot faster and easier. Put the same spin on it and turn it around because today it's speed to market. You know, how fast can we get stuff out into the marketplace? And if and chat GPT is a tool that I use to get things quicker out to the marketplace. Cause I don't want to sit for an hour trying to think of some words to come up with a title or a hundred and forty-five character or whatever. Cause then, the, then you take your words and you got how many characters you gotta put into that program that tells you how many characters it is anyway. And then you still have to, you know, cut some words here or there. So it's really, for me, it's a time saver. Yeah, there's going to be naysayers, but I think until you try it, um, you know, use it. But don't do it for something stupid like, where should I eat dinner today? Or, you know, which restaurant should I go to? You you know, if you put garbage in, you're going to get garbage out. But if you put in concise, specific uh, prompts into chat GPT, you're going to get out something that's quality that you can go and use immediately. I use it every single. Gary V says if you're not using chat GPT every day, you're missing the boat.
1: All right. Well, that's enough Gary on knows. that. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, Gary knows. <laughs> Gary so, knows uh, well, I want yeah. I want to uh, move away to something completely different. Sure. besides uh, the publishing and uh, internet websites and click funnels yeah. and all that stuff. You have a lot of other passions that are
0: know, part of
1: your life. So yeah. t- talk about your relationship with animals, where that came from and why that why that is so near to your heart.
0: <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. I wonder if it's part of, is it part of my DNA? I don't know. I mean, my dad was an animal lover. Um, we always had pets growing up and I just have a, a real love for animals um cats dogs whatever i you know if i see one in the middle of the road or if i see one that looks lost or hungry or injured i will do my darndest to try and make sure that i can provide whatever it needs um you know but it's not just you know with animals or something i've you know i think in terms of the creative piece I've always loved to create. So even as a small child, I would like to do beading. My dad taught me how to beat on a loom. Um, so I learned loom beading. That's kind of that. It's, loom beading can be kind of complicated. It's, it's actually very simple, but it looks daunting because you do have to have a loom. You do have to thread the loom. It, it, you know, it's, it's not a, an, a type of activity that you can do in a half an hour. So it does take time, but the results are really stunning and beautiful. Um, or things like, you know, sewing. I, I As a matter of fact, I'm just going to look over here and there's a box of vintage sewing patterns on the floor. And some of them I'm going to sell because a lot of people want the real vintage product. So they're going to take that vintage pattern, they're going to sew it up, and they're going to make something that's truly unique and wonderful and something that nobody else is going to have. And I like to do that. But I think, you know, my time right now is kind of set with doing other things. So one of these days, I'm going to take my three sewing machines out and do something with them. Yeah, I know it's weird I have three, but.
1: Whatever. So there's a question (laughs) I have there. You said something about some people love to take this old pattern and they're going to do something new as an expression of their gifts. Well, the whole thrust that our business has right now is helping 50 million people discover and serve with their gifts. So, so talk a little bit about how that feels. Like you, you just said, gee, I'm going to sell these patterns so somebody can be creative. And yeah. you've used the word other times, upcycling and all that stuff. I want you to talk about your involvement in this road to 50 million and what you feel about the idea, the opportunity and the work that you're heavily involved in every day to reach our goal of our 50 million people to help them learn their gifts and serve.
0: You know, part of it is that I'm learning to use my gifts and talents as well and expand them. As you know, I've, um, I've got a company name and years ago I was working on formulas to create a skincare product, um, that got put on hold for a while, but that's okay. I'm going to resurrect that again soon and create my one fantastic product and send that to market. Um, but, you know, what? what's my contribution or what's my purpose of, I mean, you know, you're on your road, you're, it's your f- road to 50 million. And what am I doing to help? I'm doing what I always do. I'm, I'm a support. I'm spreading the word. I'm creating things that I think are going to enhance not just your message, but my message or my interpretation of your message. And I do that, obviously, through social media. Maybe I do that through my own expression of the things that I create. Um, You know, when we step outside our door or actually even not outside our door, when we step onto a camera, onto a platform, we are representing ourselves and our who we are. Um, You know, do we put on a different mask or different face when we go to work in some ways? But at the at the core of things, you are who you are and you take yourself everywhere. And, you know, that expression of the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And, you know, so that's going to have an influence on people around you. Um, if you go out of the house and act like you don't care and get a bunch of speeding tickets or, you know, run people over, I mean, that's going to be a reflection of how you live your life. Um, just same way, if you're angry all the time or always, you know, you're the you're the the neighbor who's always shouting, you know, angry at the cats going across your yard or I mean, nobody likes, you know, mind you, I don't mind cats in the yard, but you know, I mean, if you're going to be that person, you're going to have an impression that, oh, that's the way they must do everything. So if, you know, we, um, a lot of our neighbors are dentists and surgeons and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I guess if I saw one out in the yard screaming at the our, our dog or, you know, kids or something, I think, mm, I don't know if I want him drilling in my head. <laughs> so, you know, it's just a reflection. And, you know, our message is also how we behave and how we you know, how we act around other people. And it's not just the words we speak, but how we present ourselves.
1: As your involvement in uh, this road to 50 million project, publishing books and doing social media and everything, has it changed you? And if so, what has changed? What has evolved in you in your huge support of this effort to help people serve with their gifts?
0: Well, that's a good question. I hadn't really thought of that because, you know, I'm often I'm in the weeds. You know, you or some other people who who have their books or have their big projects, they're you know out there in a bigger way. Where I'm, um, yeah, you know what I what I liken it to? So, so for example, like you know in. I don't want to delve too much into politics, but let's look at politics, for example. You know, you have, you know, ambassadors and you have these people who are the front of the face of whatever country they are. But then in the background, you have, you know, the foreign service people. I'm talking about the United States. And often we don't know who they are. We don't know what they do. But when stuff happens, when the stuff hits the fan, it's those nameless, faceless people that we don't ever know that they exist that they smooth the waters prevent the wars do whatever it is they do and then the ambassador comes out and oh everything's fine now but that behind the scenes work the ambassador couldn't do the stuff they do without those people behind the scenes and I think that's in a way how I liken my role is that you know you or my clients they wouldn't get their stuff done if I wasn't making them look the best that I can possibly make them look, you know, and I take that very seriously. I, you know, I think about something in terms of, you know, if a person's going to put together a brand thing, like I think of them, not what I like, because it's not about me, it's about them, or it's about you. And putting that um, best foot forward and let them shine, let you shine. You know, I've got my own stuff that I'm doing. So I'll do that. And I'll be on the, in front of the camera for my own stuff. Cause I get asked to be on podcasts and shows as well, but I'm talking about my stuff. I'm not talking about your road to 50 million because, you know, I've, I've got a mission of things that I'm doing too. So I think that's the biggest way that when I say I've changed is that, and making an impact is what can I do to be the best possible to make you know, those around me shine and those who have that message to, to have it be amplified.
1: So let's move completely away from anything you're doing to support me and anything you're doing to support clients, all the stuff that you just talked about. Let's go back to that thing. You just said, you said, I have my own thing, things plural where I'm going to be the one making things in front of the camera. You briefly mentioned that you were a a high powered eBay person. You briefly mentioned, um uh skin care and i know that there's at least one other thing nu- nutrition and so forth
0: yeah the you, upcycling seriously. Of, of stuff yeah yeah
1: so talk about joy and her okay. using her gifts and talents yeah. to add good to the world
0: what, well and one of my passion projects right now is about this because it's you know earth day And when I think about Earth Day and I think about the environment and I think of all the stuff that we throw away, it really is a crime, especially clothing. Clothing is just one of those things that when it gets into the landfill and there's and, you know, often many people wear synthetic. So it's not like your, you know, organic cotton is getting into the landfill. Um, So how can we keep that out? You know, years ago, so um, one, one time on a trip to Europe, I was in France and I was on a tour the lady on the tour bus she I mean I mean the she was she was from France, she was our, our tour guide for the for uh, Paris. And I mean she thought it was hysterical absolutely hysterical that we had packed all these clothes. Mind you, my luggage had been lost, so I didn't have any, you know, that we packed all of these different clothes for different occasions. And we had what we, you know, separate, so different top, different bottom. And then we would mix and match. She thought that was absolutely hysterical because they, she bought, you know, one or two suits and mixed and matched with the, with, you know, a shirt or a blouse or a t-shirt. And that was it, you know, and you know, this, obsession that we have of having things shiny and new all the time and throwing off, you know, a t-shirt has a little bit of wear and we chuck it out. So, you know, and and she, she thought that was absolutely, we're crazy, you know, Americans like, what are you guys doing? And so then, you know, when you evolve from that, you think, wow, you know, how much stuff does go into the landfill and how much stuff do we throw away? And do we really need to throw it away? Do we really need to buy another 10 t-shirts because we, you know, this one's just a little off but that idea of upcycling and altered threads to change it from a to looking completely different to b is amazing and it's a lot of fun and the things that you can create from that is just astonishing a lot of those tv programs too like there's a you know the great british sewing bee or um there was a I can't remember, I, project runway, you know, so these people would take these kind of different, um, in, not ingredients, but different fabrics, different types of tools even, and create a beautiful garment. I, I hope that's, that's inspired me. And I hope it inspires a lot of people because a lot of people do scour the the um, fa- uh, the thrift stores, fabric stores, especially thrift stores to find these items and to create something beautiful of it. So that to me is like the most awesome thing to do. I that's a lot of fun and it's work. It's not easy because you know you gotta need to know how to sew. You gotta have an eye for color and an eye for design and what works. But yeah, it's it's a really cool thing to do in my opinion, and perhaps keep some stuff out of the landfill, help the environment in some way.
1: So that's, uh, that's one thing. And I know that yeah,
0: there are many things. That's a long winded things. answer, isn't it? That's well, no, it's like, okay.
1: That's just know. one thing. It is There's one lots thing. of things that you do. And yeah. I know that because I know you, of course, but I want you to now take the opportunity to, you, you as a case study, you have many, many interests. You've done stuff in computers. You've done stuff in web design. You've done stuff in clothing and makeup. And uh, you are a makeup artist and just Mm -hmm. tons of stuff we haven't even begun to cover. What I want you to think about now is there are going to be people who hear this, who believe, well, I'm not joy. I don't have 47 things I can do. Mm -hmm. I can't support someone on a mission to 50 million or writing books. I can't this and can't that. And the a real popular word in their mind is going to be, I can't because so since we're trying to help everybody uh, with this road, not just road to 50 million, but this ultimate life idea, what would you say to people who feel like they don't have anything to offer?
0: I would say that they're not looking very hard within themselves. Everybody likes to do something. I, I can't think of one person who really doesn't have any kind of interest or hobby. I don't consider sitting in front of the TV binge watching, you know, the flash or something as a hobby, unless it is to learn, you know, how to use animation or something, but most probably don't. But there are people who like to do something. So I know of a person who spent years doing some kind of trade and, um, I just saw online that, you know, he started picking up paintbrush, just eh, something to do. It's like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm going to try this. And I looked at some of the artwork and some of the things that came out. I was like, that's really good. And maybe that wasn't on this person's radar before. Maybe a friend or a family member said, yeah, I'm going to go to this workshop. Why don't you come along? You know, there's always masterclass is a great place to maybe find some ideas, but there's always something that, You know, at the back of your mind, you think to yourself, yeah, I'd like to do that. So pursue it and pursue it like, you know, do it as we say, play full out, do it you know, to the best of your ability, whether it be gardening or trimming trees or, you know, and you know, it's interesting because when you take that one thread, you think, okay, I'm going to do a little bit of gardening. I'm going to plant some flowers. Okay. You get a pot and you plant them away you go, but maybe next time, or maybe the next basket, you'll think about the design of it. Maybe you'll think to yourself, I'm going to create my own basket. I'm going to put, you know, hydrangeas, or I'm going to put, whatever it is you know uh whatever kind of combination of flowers in that pot and then from there maybe you'll be like hmm uh, you know maybe i'll draw some of these flowers maybe i'll post this online maybe i'll inspire other people to do this kind of work as well so you know or a hobby uh, gardening is an expensive hobby too but i think there's some things that everybody likes to do for themselves i like to cook i don't like to bake i like to cook and, you know, so there's just some ways that you can find, and you'll find your groups, you'll find your people, and you'll find inspiration from like-minded people. So, you know, you just have to look, and you just have to look into yourself and say, hmm, interesting, I like to do that. I should, yeah, I don't have time to do that. Well, maybe you don't, but start somewhere, at least explore, investigate, start small. You can't, you know, paint the Sistine." top uh you know ceiling in a day but you can start with a little piece of something to start your journey but the point is that you gotta have that prompt like we do in chat gpt and you gotta take that first step otherwise it ain't gonna happen
1: so um we're we're are, are come to an end and i want people to be able to get a hold of you to follow your journey to follow your interests i know you post stuff on instagram that are pictures of your wonderful cooking creations and i can attest yeah. that she's a fabulous cook yeah so uh, tell us how to get a hold of you, how to find you so I that people a, can uh, get a hold of you if they want to.
0: So I have a funny story about cooking cuz I like to try different stuff. And there was one year um I I used to watch a lot of Jamie Oliver, especially during the pandemic. His shows on like all the time, you know, he's in his farmhouse and his wife's holding the iPhone and, you know, creating a show. But there was a Christmas program And he was he did some kind of bangers and mash, you know, so what bangers and mash is really just the leftover stuff from Christmas. Um, I didn't use meat, but potatoes, you know, the Brussels sprouts, the broccolis, whatever it is. And you basically you recook it. And so I did that for the very first time, and it was so good. I thought, "Oh my gosh, this is great!" So I was so proud of myself, and I had to post it on Instagram. This picture, Bangers and Mash. Thank you, Jamie Oliver. Well, I guess there was some tourism bureau in the United Kingdom that uh, commented on it, and they shared my picture. I'm like, "No way!" So that's, <laughs> I thought, "Oh, well, this is easy," you know. And but I didn't do it for any kind of accolades. I did it because. I enjoyed doing this. I hadn't created it before, and I wanted to show hey, this is what I created. It was a simple dish and it was fun to do. I hadn't made it before, and that's what I did. And I'm, you know, I continue doing that because it's always fun to create new things. This is, of course, a vegetarian dish, it's a vegan dish, really. And, you know, when you get into those different cuisines, it also, you know, it inspires other people as well because you get ideas from other people. I get ideas everywhere. Pinterest is a great place to get ideas for stuff. But how to get a hold of me. Um, best places, I'm on Instagram, Joy Flukiger, J-O-Y-F-L-U-C-K-I-G-E-R, Joy Flukiger, also on Facebook. I think I'm the only one, so, you know, I'm, I'm easy to find. Um, and yeah, if anybody wants to chat or explore things to do with publishing or even cooking i'd love to have a talk with people so i'm always open to meeting new people i love meeting new people and talking to new people and finding out what everybody else is doing on the planet so i'm i'm one of those it's like i'll talk to you
1: roy i want to thank you for taking time to be on our guest be our guest on our episode today
0: thank you so much i enjoyed it as always
1: so i want to invite you the listener to take a minute and listen. To the different methods, different ways, and different possibilities. Because, like Joy said, there's always something you want to do, and you can make excuses, or you can start today and explore how to get it done. And that'll be step one in creating your ultimate
0: life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger.